Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Game day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, now the new host of Leafs Lunch as well. I can't believe I get to actually say that. It's kind of wild. Um, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. And it's game day, folks. Leafs, Habs, season opener down at the Scotia Bank Arena. Puck drop at 7 o'clock. Uh, you can watch it on Sportsnet. Listen to it on TSN 1050. I am excited. Not so much just because this is any other season opener. I'm usually excited about a season opener. But because this is the first time since March 10th of 2020 that this will be a packed barn. Game 7 last year. They allowed, I believe it was 500, I want to say, uh, frontline workers. And they went and they were able to go to the game and watch uh, the the game seven against the Montreal Canadiens. That was fantastic. I was so glad that, you know, they were rewarding some frontline workers for all the work that they've done during the pandemic and that they were able to go see it. But now anyone could go see it. They had, uh, it was like a 50% capacity, 10,000, I think it was, um, during the preseason. But now, fully open, baby. The entire building can have people packed into those seats, full capacity, for the first time since March 10th of 2020. Um, you know, hopefully that gives the buds just a little bit of extra juice to get going tonight. Uh, if you missed yesterday's news, uh, no Austin Matthews tonight for the Leafs. They're aiming for Monday's game to be the return for him. But we did wake up to some morning news with Mitch Marner uh, that he will be a game-time decision. Uh, if you didn't see the clip, he and Wayne Simmons collided in practice yesterday. And then he spoke to head athletic trainer and then spoke to Sheldon Keefe and then left the ice for the day. Now he was on the ice today uh, for practice, so hopefully that is a good sign that he will come in and that he will play tonight. But the Leafs may have to prepare to be without Matthews and Marner tonight. Um, I have Scott Matla joining the show in just a few minutes um, for the next couple segments of the of the podcast. You know, he speaks to... Um, or we we discussed together kind of how this can make things a little murky in this game, the the loss of Mitch Marner and what that might mean on both sides of the aisle. Uh, so make sure you stay tuned for that conversation. But if this is the case where both Matthews and Marner are going to be gone tonight, I think all eyes go on to Johnny Tirana, right? Captain John Tavares to get the boys going to bring them into this fight. You know, he's he's said to be, I think it was Jack Campbell, said he's a man on a mission, and he's been that, a man on a mission, kind of through training camp. Uh, and I think a good start to the season would go a long way to kind of reestablishing himself as an elite, elite player. Um, so GT is kind of my guy that I am, I'm anticipating, regardless if Marner misses or not, but even more so specifically if Marner misses, 
to have a big game and really get the boys fired up for this one. Also, William Nylander, like he's built up expectations for himself now within Leafs Nation, and they will chew him up and spit him out if he's you know inconsistent, falls back into some of the old bad habits from his first few years uh, in the league. So I, I'm expecting for Willie to have a big, massive year. I think it was on yesterday's podcast. I suggested, you know, my 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 bold prediction. I'm, I said this on Leafs Lunch today too, is that Willie Nylander will have a 40 goal year. Like I. I think he is poised to really break out. I think the back half of last season was amazing. Uh, the the His playoffs that he played against the Montreal Canadiens, he was clearly the best player on the ice for Toronto, despite you know losing in the series. He was the best guy. And I think that he builds off of that. His game is matured to a point where he can find that consistency. He knows who he is as a player, and I think that'll translate into immense success this season but if Mars out I think Willie Willie it's it it it's on him to now go out there and drive the offense no no Matthews no Marner all right it's JT it's Willie it's going to be up to them tonight but hopefully uh Marner will be good to go I guess we're not going to find out until later today for game time so kind of peruse Twitter, check our Twitter at Locked on Leafs or myself at Mickey underscore Canuck um, to, to get some updates there. So here's another storyline that coming into tonight's game, I feel like isn't getting as much attention as maybe it should. Um, I know it did get a lot of attention earlier in the offseason, but now that we're here uh, and we've actually got a chance to see some of these players, I feel like we can somewhat talk about it again. Um, and it's the fact that there's no Zach Hyman, who we all know has kind of been like the heartbeat of this team, that Energizer Bunny, the guy who kind of stirs the drink wherever he's at, gets the team going. Like, who's going to step in that place and be that that player? Who's going to play that role for Toronto this season? And, and I feel like there's a, a three players who might be able to do that. And they're all local boys, which is, I think, makes sense that local kids here Toronto GTA guys want to play their hearts out in front of their hometown team so it does make sense that uh, all three players that I'm looking at are somewhat local like you know Zach Hyman was was a local kid Wayne Simmons first time he'll be playing in front of fans because last season remember bubble wasn't able to play uh, in front of fans and then Michael Bunting another player who is now coming and playing his first game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's a Scarborough boy. And then Nick Ritchie as well, another guy who I feel like can kind of be that, you know, go into the corners, dig for pucks, fight in front of the net, you know, lay some checks. You know, the speed factor, I guess, isn't quite there for for him. Um, and even bunting to Simmons, and all three of them, really, to an extent of, of Zach Hyman. So, you know, they're probably not going to be the first guy on the forecheck like Hyman was to set the tone. But I think in terms of, you know, dragging that, going into the corners, battling for pucks, being that guy, that, that you know, heartbeat that fans love to root for, um, I feel like those three could possibly do it uh, and kind of take over that Zach Hyman role. So going into tonight's game, I'm curious to see who can emerge as that heartbeat of the team. Is it going to be Wayne Simmons with him going out there, finishing checks? Is he going to be energized, playing in front of a Toronto crowd for the first time? Is he going to drop the mitts? You know, he did already, what, last week? The other night against uh, Montreal, he got into a fight. Perhaps he could do it again. 
uh, in this game here tonight, just trying to get the crowd into it and get the team into it, just like he did last year in the first game um, when the Leafs were down. They remember, they were down 3-1, I believe it was. And then in the second period or third period, Wayne Simmons got into a fight with Ben Sherratt to change the entire game. Momentum went towards the Leafs. It fired them up, and they came back and ended up winning the game. Um, Michael Bunting, you know, another kid, local guy, a little bit of a greasier player. Remember, he got the nickname the Greasy Rat after his first couple of games. He scored that hat trick in the preseason game just because he scores greasy goals. He's up and, in, 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 you know, in front of the goaltender. He's battling for ice in front of the net. He's Yo, jamming in at rebounds and trying to score in tight. And Nick Ritchie does much of the same stuff that Michael Bunting does. Um, and those are kind of those guys that also exude what uh, what Sheldon Keith likes to, to call playoff habits, Stanley Cup habits. Um, I'll be curious to see who can kind of emerge as that uh, Zach Hyman-esque uh, energizer bunny heartbeat role for this team. But speaking of those guys like Bunting, Simmons, Richie, uh, it's going to be big for them, all of them getting it to play in front of a, a packed home crowd for the first time tonight. Jason Spezza also, people forget, this will be the first home opener, uh, season opener, home opener that he will get to play in a Maple Leafs uniform because the first year he was scratched by Mike Babcock and did not get to play in that game despite having friends and family in the building to see him. We're not going to rehash that. I have spoke at length about that when it happened, um, and thankfully that is not going to happen tonight. He will be in the lineup for the Maple Leafs, uh, and he will be in his first home opener. And, and I think, you know, that's going to be huge, right? Um, how inspired will he be tonight in this game? Uh, I like his odds at at getting a goal. I think I saw out of anybody on the Maple Leafs roster, he scored the most career goals against the Montreal Canadiens, um, 32, 32 or 36 goals over the course of his career against the Montreal Canadiens. Um, and if you like him to score, you can actually bet at betonline.ag. Uh, the prop bet is there for him to score a goal at any time at plus 295. So lay down 100 bucks, win $295. If you don't got 100, you just want to throw down 10 bucks. 10 bucks still cashes in. Some other betting odds for tonight's game. Leafs favored minus 175 on the puck line. Uh, Toronto plus money. Or sorry, they're favored 175 on the money line, rather, not the puck line. Uh, But they are plus money on the puck line at plus 140 to win by one and a half. So if you think that the Maple Leafs will win by two or more, you can get plus money on that victory as opposed to betting and getting minus money on the money line. And the over-under tonight set at six goals. So if you're expecting a high-scoring affair, go ahead and bet the over. If you think it'll be a sloppy game with not a lot of goals, both goaltenders maybe uh, come to play tonight, and maybe it's just the fact that you know Toronto's missing Matthews, potentially missing Marner, uh, Montreal is missing some pieces. Potentially, you expect this to be a low-scoring game. You could take the under. I think I'm taking the over, and I'm going to get into tonight's matchup a little more on the other side. Scott Matla from Locked On Canadians will join me here on the podcast to kind of preview tonight's game. We'll go over what we think is going to happen, talk a little bit about you know Montreal, what their expectations are coming into the season, how we feel tonight's game will go down, and also give a prediction where I'll give my best bets of the night as well. So that's all coming up next here on the Locked on Leafs podcast. 
Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you all your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows in all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's a no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever did you know that the built bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time only right now They've got Grasshopper Cookie. It is phenomenal. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about all of their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. You got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. And know this, my favorite flavor, the peanut butter brownie. It is fantastic. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors that we provide. And not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. They're great for the health-conscious guy or gal, but also good for the keto diet. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like and get it now. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Locked on Lease podcast. And as promised, joining me to break down tonight's matchup is Scott Matla of Locked on Canadians. Scott, how are you, buddy? What's the vibe like uh, in Habsland right now? It, uneasy, I think, is the best way to put it, because no one really knows what's what to expect from this team. Uh, they uh, claimed Adam Brooks, and a lot of people thought he might make his debut, and instead they sent Ryan Paling down. It looks like Cedric Paquette's playing, and everyone's uneasy because the preseason didn't exactly fill them with confidence after a run, a magic run to the cup final there. So a lot of people don't quite know what the Habs are myself included. And the preseason didn't really sift any of that out. So the games count for real now. So we're hoping we find out sooner rather than later what this team is. So I have a couple follow-ups based on that. First and foremost, you're telling me that the Montreal Canadians claimed our guy, Adam Brooks, and then is not even playing him in Toronto for the season opener. That is that is correct. Oh. Uh, he and Cedric Paquette were rotating on the fourth line. Paquette is healthy, so they're going to play him since I believe Brooks has only had one day of practice with the team. I assume we'll see Adam Brooks tomorrow night in Buffalo along with a couple of other people since they're on a back-to-back. Uh, I'm mostly disappointed because I put a bet uh, with my co-host that if Adam Brooks, for every point he got against the Leafs, I would donate $25 to the Montreal Children's Hospital on for opening night. I will follow up on that bet in his next game there, but I'm disappointed because I've seen Adam Brooks tear it up with the Marlies. I know that 
he's one of those guys that was looking to earn a full-time NHL spot. And I'm very excited to see where he fits in this Canadians lineup in the future. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's going to be an overly, you know, useful player. That's someone who's going to play up in your top six, but he's a good role player. Good guy who I think is kind of suited perfectly as like a fourth liner. And uh, it was just a numbers game here for Toronto. And I guess they, they won't, they liked the Maple Leafs liked the, uh, the added value of, of, special teams is something that Michael Amadio gave them that Adam Brooks didn't quite give them. And that's why Amadio ended up making the team over Brooks. They're relatively the same age. So it's not even like it, it, it's like Brooks isn't a, a big prospect anymore. Like he's 25 years old. I know that there was a lot of people kind of clamoring on Leafs Twitter about, Oh my God, they let Adam Brooks go for nothing. You know, a homegrown guy, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, I mean, he's a fourth line player. He's a nice kid. I liked the way that he played last year at times. But um, you can find those players quite often, realistically. Uh, but I, I, the other question that's probably more important to follow up on from that opening uh, statement you made, like what exactly are the team expectations this season? Like there's been quite a bit of turnover, um, and it was an interesting offseason, to say the least, for the Montreal Canadiens. We know that Mark Bergevin's heading into a contract year, which I guess is is big news for whatever reason. But anyways, it is news. It is notable, I suppose. But Carey Price out for an unforeseen amount of time in the future. Phil Deneau is no longer with the team. Kakaniemi got offer sheeted. They brought in Dvorak. You know, Jonathan Druin's returning to the squad. You're putting some some youth in there with Cole Caulfield down with a, a full-time role with the team. You know, what exactly are the expectations here for this new look Habs, uh, Habs organization? From what I can tell, the, I... Getting to the cup final again this season would be even stranger than last year's, to be fully honest. I think if they make the playoffs, they can kind of mark this season up to a success and see where they're at with Shea Weber, who's going to miss the entire season. Weber, uh, Carey Price out. Weber. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to forget that. It's like, oh yeah, Shea Weber might never play hockey again. Like, And you forget that. That's also a testament that people aren't freaking out about losing their number one defenseman because Jeff Petrie's there and he steps into that role very well. But on paper, they're missing a good chunk of their old leadership core, some of their shutdown guys. I like Christian Dvorak a lot. He's going to be asked to do a lot of what Philip Deneau did, but without Thomas Tatar. Brendan Gallagher's playing with Jake Evans and Joel Armia, which is a nice third-line compliment. The team expectation is I think they're aiming to get in the playoffs and make some noise because they get there. And if Carey Price is back with the team and they are assuming he will be, the magic comes on in the playoffs with Carey Price. He could be a sub 900 goalie in the regular season, but you hit, you know, that's the spring summertime when playoff hockey rolls around and Carey Price is almost unstoppable unless you're the Tampa Bay Lightning, to be quite honest. They're hoping to get there and maybe recreate some of that magic again. They're a team built for that playoff style of hockey, that rough, nasty, greasy goal kind of hockey. Mm -hmm. And they're expecting big things from Nick Suzuki. They just gave him a massive deal. They're expecting big things from Caulfield for a full season. Mike Hoffman, when he's healthy, uh, which he should be next week, another big year from Josh Anderson. There's a lot of good pieces here. They just need to find that chemistry and click right away while they get through that, uh, that opening window of injuries that they're suffering from right now. Well, I think Carey Price is probably at the top of the list for, like, an unknown, like, for the season as an X factor. Like, what it, when's Carey Price going to return? Like, right now, it's somewhat unknown. We know he's gone for at least 30 days after enrolling into the player assistance program. 
So it looks like Montreal will be rolling with Jake Allen and Sam Montembeau, who they claimed off of waivers from Florida. And, you know, Allen played well last year in a tandem role. Any concerns with him if he's needed to carry the load if Carey Price misses an extended period of time? Yeah, I, I think Allen can do it. He's proven that he can step in in that stead. And I know the Canadians are hoping that uh, Price is not gone longer than the 30 days, but obviously he has as much time as he needs to to recover and from whatever he is going through right now, and they will give him all the time he needs for that. Jake Allen was solid last year, and then as the Canadians were kind of wilting, he did about as well as anyone could have expected to help drag them into the playoffs. And Sam Montembeau, we don't quite know. He's got 25 games of NHL experience on some bad Panthers teams, on some good Panthers teams. And in his first game in a Montreal uniform, the Habs in front of him just kind of let him get smoked by the Leafs. Yeah. Not quite NHL lineup, but mostly NHL lineup. And I looked at the goals that went in and I went, I, it's hard to blame him on any of this, but people are going to look at six goals against and go, well, that's a problem. And it's going to be interesting to see what he has in the regular season. He should get the start against Buffalo on Thursday as well. So they're going to find out very quickly. And if not him, there's Caden Primo in the AHL. There is Michael McNiven there. They have options to rotate that third spot if they so choose to. Yeah, and for tonight's, spot. <laughs> tonight's goalie matchup, uh, Jake Allen gets a start for the Montreal Canadiens, and it'll be Jack Campbell between the pipes getting a start for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're back and better than ever. All eyes on the ice as teams are back for another hockey season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season, as well as the hockey season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything sports betting. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use your promo code Locked on to receive your bonus from football to basketball to hockey to boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easy way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So you talked about Christian Dvorak potentially being the guy to fill in that filled the no role and to know uh, clearly was a pest and like he was their secret weapon in the playoffs when it came to limiting offenses. And Austin Matthews knows that very well um, as does guys like Mark Stone and everyone else that the Montreal Canadians played en route to their cup final appearance last year. You know, will this be a bit of a bigger loss than people are anticipating? Or do you think that, bringing in Dvorak will actually be able to uh, slide right into that role. I, I think the biggest thing is, is now it is a huge loss. You don't lose a guy who could win the Selkie in any given year and replace them with ease unless, you know, for some reason someone else decided to let their Selkie candidate forward walk. But I, I think it's now going to be more spread out in that Phil Deneau took all those hard minutes and then the fourth line took some I think you're going to see it kind of dispersed amongst the other three lines. You're going to see Christian Dvorak take a good chunk of that, but you're going to see Jake Evans take some with Gallagher and Armia. You're going to see that fourth line take some and spread the wealth a little bit so they're not just a defensive line because Dvorak's playing with Jonathan Drouin and Josh Anderson. Those are guys who thrive through the neutral zone and out, but you got to get there first. So 
the team I think is set up in a way that Dvorak is going to eat is going to be their big minutes guy. He's not going to be filled to no, he's filled to no light right now. And I am hoping that he can impress me and show me that he is more than just filled to no light, that he can be a full-time replacement. They are going to miss him. They're going to miss Dano on the penalty kill. They're going to miss him in those crucial situations. It's not often you can go how many rounds where you shut down guys like Matthews and Marner and, well, not Mark Shifley. He took himself out of that, but Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty, and you play that well, and then, unfortunately, you're not coming back, but the contract was a hefty ask, and with Nick Suzuki's that was looming, I can sort of see their um, the Canadians' point in why they didn't go for that. But it will be a uh, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow. I think we'll see that at some points. But I have faith that Christian Dvorak should do more than adequate job replacing him as that kind of one B to Nick Suzuki's one A. In conversation with Scott Matla of Locked On Canadians, let's transition into tonight's matchup: Leafs, uh, Canadians down at Scotiabank Arena. Puck drop at seven o'clock. Uh, which is just a few hours from now as of the as of recording this episode. What are you expecting out of tonight? I mean, first game since they played in the playoffs. Um, Toronto, I know from a Toronto perspective, I'm expecting for there to be some animosity for that that 3-1 collapse. They're going to want to come out guns a-blazing. What are you expecting from the Montreal side? Well, I know Toronto is missing right now Austin Matthews, who wasn't ready as he recovers from his surgery. And Mitch Marner, as I understand it, is a game-time decision as well, correct? Yes, he will be a game-time decision. He did skate in practice today, but they did not specifically say whether or not he was going to play. They're just calling him a game-time decision. But I would say him skating in practice is probably a good sign. But uh, until we know exactly what's going to happen, as of now, he is a game-time decision, yeah. The Habs are going to need to take advantage then of those matchups against the Amadios in the bottom six there. Like you have Brendan Gallagher playing on your third line. Yeah. You're doing pretty well in terms of your depth. If they can win those lower tier matchups and kind of hold their ground against Tavares and Nylander and Marner, if he's playing, they're coming out ahead of the curve. Toronto's defense is better than it has been in a long time, especially with the emergence of Justin Hall, Jake Muzzin's great, TJ Brody's great, and Morgan Riley is a dangerous guy with the puck on his stick. They got to win the matchup battles where they can get them. If the defense shows more than it did in the preseason where Ben Sherratt and David Savard were not what fans were looking for, they're going to be okay. If Savard and Sherratt can be what they were in the playoffs last year, strong defensive minute eaters, Montreal can find their way through here. Jeff Petrie and Brett Kulak make a great pairing. Chris Weidman and Alexander Romanov on the third pair have plenty of puck moving ability. If we know Allen's going to be solid. It's all about who can win those depth matchups, I think, there. Because we're going to see those top lines go at it. And whoever kind of gets that greasy first goal, I think, is going to break a dam open here. And we might see this one slide one way or the other out of control real fast. It's the first game of the year that counts. It's going to be a little sloppy. It's going to be a little loose as everyone kind of figures everything out. And the first team to kind of get their cart on the tracks properly is uh, is going to be the one to come out winning tonight. And for the Habs, if their defense isn't up to snuff, I can't say with confidence that it'll be them. I like typically the first game of the season is a little rough and and sloppy and whatnot. But I wonder if the the fact that tonight is going to be the first packed barn at Scotiabank Arena since March 10th of 2020, if having that full house, those fans in the stands, 
can make this almost like a playoff-type atmosphere. And if that just puts another element of, of specialness into tonight's game, I'm curious what your thoughts on that are. I it, it, were, it was a big deal in Montreal. They got fans back at the very end of the first round, and it clearly made an impact in the postseason when they started to allow more in. I, I think that's going to be huge for Toronto. And that's And it sounds cliche to, you know, say, but fans do make it feel so much more important when Absolutely. you're there. Playing in front of an empty barn is tough. Like, it's hard to get motivated when it's pumped in crowd noise or booze if you're playing in Philadelphia. But having those fans there, that's that added motivation. You don't want to go out there after that 3-1 series and then <laughs> disappoint your fans. No, they you... do not. No, they do not. There will be jerseys thrown onto the ice possibly some waffles that's an inside joke for uh from maple Leafs fans there yeah if, if they go out and lay stinker tonight and it's like 5-1 habs it's it's going to be ugly on uh, all the talk radio shows in the morning and especially on locked on Leafs during the recap show yeah it, it'll be interesting to see all they got to do is if they the route there is attack montreal's defense and i know that sheldon keith and the leafs are smart enough to do that yeah. but if any of those lingering ghosts from the playoffs are hanging around, Montreal has that kind of swagger on their shoulders. They know they can do this, even without Philip Deneau and Shea Weber. They know what they have to do. So it's going to be it's going to be nasty. It's going to be sloppy. And best of all, though, it's going to be real. It actually counts, and I could not be more excited. Yeah, I am jacked up for tonight's game it it finally counts uh the Leafs a first game that matters since getting eliminated at the hands of the Montreal Canadiens back in round one of the playoffs there's so much so many storylines just in general for tonight's game it's gonna be awesome uh I can't wait uh, give me a prediction on tonight's game there Scott I being who I am and being the eternal optimist until the Canadians prove me wrong I think Montreal comes out with a 5-2 win. I think they get an empty net goal late in the third to kind of seal that. I think Caulfield's going to silence the crowd. It's going to be close. Caulfield's going to put one in on the power play, and it's all downhill from there. I think he scores, and then the Canadians, it happened in the playoffs, he scores, and the team just clicks. And I think he's going to do that once again tonight. He and Suzuki are going to be ready and raring to go. Well, we agree on one thing and that's that this game is going to hit the over which is set at six goals you can obviously go bet that at betonline.ag um, because I also see five two game out of tonight but I see it on the other side I see the Toronto Maple Leafs coming away with the win so if you feel like that is going to be the score 5-2 whichever team you're happy with that you think is going to win the game maybe do a little parlay up your odds a little bit Couple the money line with the over, and uh, you know whichever team you feel is going to come out victorious, that is the smart bet tonight. You can make that over at betonline.ag. I also have one favorite prop. I know this may be putting you on the spot. If you don't have one, all good. But my favorite prop tonight, William Nylander, over two and a half shots. No Austin Matthews, possibly no Mitch Marner. I think that Nylander takes uh, – it's gonna, the onus is going to be on him to start creating some offense because without Matthews, Tavares moves up to that first line. Now Nylander becomes the driving force on that second line, and then he also becomes a go-to option on the power play. I think him getting three shots is almost a lock tonight. Absolutely. It's – how could you not? It's William Nylander. He's great at what he does. Even 
regardless of who he plays with, you know what he's going to give you on a given night. And I thought he looked great in the preseason. Mm-hmm. I am terrified of William Nylander. <laughs> and even as a Habs fan, I would say it's, like you said, it's a lock. Three shots, not a problem. Absolutely. So you can make all those bets or whatever you would like to bet over at betonline.ag. Use a promo code uh, to get 50% added on top of that bonus. Uh, all right, uh, Scott, thank you so much for joining me tonight to talk about the matchup. Uh, puck dropped us a couple of ways, man. Enjoy the game, and I'm sure we will have a conversation rather rather soon as these guys will be facing off against each other a few times this year. Not as much as last season, but there will still be uh, a lot of Leafs-Habs matchups where we will definitely get together and chat again. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on, man. Anytime, Scott, anytime. That's Scott Matla, the host of the Locked On Canadians podcast.